Welcome back to the Ed Morrissey Show podcast. We have not spent a lot of time looking at a set of elections that is actually very important and take place this year, not next year. And that is the Virginia state legislative elections, uh, which will take place in November of 2023. So certainly we're keeping our eyes on the presidential campaign, but uh, we're also, uh, we're, we also need to start looking at this and joining us today to talk to us about this is one of the candidates, uh, uh, Juan Pablo Segura. He is in Virginia's 31st district um, and we're going to talk a little bit about the issues there and about, about uh, Pablo's, um, uh, you know, biography. But before we get to that, Pablo, we got to talk about the controversy that got stirred up earlier this month um, because of a Facebook group that was going after parents and legislators who were concerned about uh, school curricula. Yeah. So first of all, Ed, thanks a, a lot for having me on the show. Super excited. Uh, you do you do great work, so um, super happy to be here. And yeah, there's a lot going on in Loudoun County. Uh, we don't just make local or even national news anymore here in Loudoun County. We make international news. I've got friends that that go overseas. Uh, a friend of mine was at a pub in England, and he said, "Oh, there's some person, some local in England was asking where he lives." He said, "Oh, Loudoun County." He said, "Isn't that the place where?" Uh, there's they're hiding rapes in the schools from parents. And, um, you know, there's this group called the Loud and Love Warriors that's targeting parents. And unfortunately, people have to nod their head and say, yes, this is the place. We are a disgrace. Um, so so uh, so a, a lot a lot's happening, unfortunately, here. Um, but but yeah, to answer your question directly, uh, about a month ago, a story broke. Um, there was a private Facebook group. Uh, it was a, a, a kind of a group of I would call them kind of radical leftists. Um, actually, some of them had ties to some of the Democratic politicians uh, in in local leaders in the Board of Supervisors and the Commonwealth's Attorney. Essentially, this group of radical activists uh, and ideologues were um, kind of plotting together to target parents that were just simply speaking out and speaking up at school board meetings. Um, really demanding for more accountability, transparency, and and just simple things like more safety in the schools. Um, and so this Facebook group, um, there was, for example, a realtor that was using a real estate system to actually uh, dox parents. So, to, uh, you know, sharing their personal information where they lived, right? Um, the threats of violence. Uh, some folks were pictures with guns, threatening to curb stomp people. I, I mean, really, really scary stuff. Um, and so now the sheriff, the attorney general, um, and even the the U.S. Congress is doing investigations looking at this Loudon Love Warriors group. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit more about Loudon Love Warriors. I'll just make a mention. If you don't know what the term curb stomp is, please don't Google it. It's really gross. It's really, yeah. it, it's, I mean, <laughs> I, I think that the only film I've ever seen it featured in was American History X, which was a really brilliant film that I'll never watch again mostly because of the curb stomping scene. It's it's a very intense movie anyways. It's actually what the Nazis did so that they didn't have to use bullets. I mean, it's right. it, it's barbaric. So, so yeah, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean, they even targeted my family, which was really, really frightening um, in, in this group. So yeah, a lot to talk yeah. about, but very scary. All right. Uh, Loudoun County. Now I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a disgrace. Uh, you know, I've been through Loudoun County. It's a nice place. You know, I, 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 I did some, 
I, I did some research in and around Loudoun County for my book a few years ago. Um, when I was, it was mostly, I was focusing on Northern Virginia as a whole, but Loudoun County is certainly part of that. But it is the epicenter of a grassroots parental rights movement that erupted two years ago, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, two years ago. 2021. Uh, yep. 2021, about this time in 2021. And the catalyzing, uh, the catalyzing event for that was a rape that had taken place on a, on a, excuse me, a high school campus, uh, which the school had not told parents about because the, the person who committed the rape was supposedly uh, identifying as a, a trans student. And um, because it got covered up, the same person committed another rape in another facility. Uh, this is a minor, so we don't have the name and we don't need it. But the issue was, is that they weren't letting the parents know. And the parent of the one victim went to a school board meeting and demanded to get some answers on this and about the school's trans policy and ended up being arrested and charged with a crime for his, uh, you know, for his attempt to use actual democratic processes to hold people accountable. Um, This set off a, (laughs) this set off a a pretty much a grass fire that ended up electing Glenn Youngkin (laughs) governor in the state of Virginia, which was sort of a, a miracle here. Uh, I'm guessing that the uh, Loudon Love Warriors are 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 probably going to wind up doing the same damn thing. They're probably they're probably going to uh, infuriate the people around there into uh, into insisting on accountability. Um, that's clearly what they want to avoid. But uh, what, what's been the reaction in Loudon County since that happened? This is you know this is again this is a a little while ago that that, that all this took place. What's been the reaction ever since? Yeah, I think uh, so. Obviously, this has been kind of a a, a growing fire uh, or or of just frustration uh, on the parental side, and it's very very interesting. I mean, a lot of people. I mean, Ian Pryor, someone in in the community very involved in in the parental rights movement, has written a book about it. Um, but you're really seeing the 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 leaders of of the parental rights movement really kind of organizing parents to have a much stronger say in, in the schools and 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 really demanding very simple things right again more transparency more accountability and more safety in our schools um and what's really unfortunate and I don't really understand it is the the kind of establishment in Loudoun County so the school board right now is controlled by democrats it's uh 72 uh, most of the county at the local level and the board of supervisors is is again controlled by kind of some of these um, radical uh, ideologues. Uh, unfortunately, they're doubling down in this rhetoric uh, of no accountability, no transparency, and hiding things from parents. So I'll give you an example. So these sexual assaults unfortunately happen in the schools. All these things were hidden. It was uncovered. The school board actually commissioned an independent review. Um, to get to the bottom of what actually happened in the schools. And you would expect a school board that's accountable to the people, right? They're elected by the people. The, the uh, I mean, most of our property taxes go to funding the schools in Loudoun County. More than 60% of our property taxes go to funding the schools. Sure. Um, that, that school board uh, actually did the, commissioned a law firm to do the, this review. The law firm did it. And the school board refused to release the results of the review to the public. 
Um, and so you, you'd think it was like, okay, all these bad things happen and you'd have this culminating kind of apology and, and absolution that could occur with at least getting the report, understanding what happened, but they did the opposite. Um, and, and I mean, this is really why I'm running for the state Senate, to be very honest. Um, you're just seeing a, a, a dangerous trend of ideologues and bureaucrats um, at the state and local level um, that are undermining so, so many of our just such important public institutions, our educational system, uh, you look at obviously our economy, um, their, um, their, 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 their policies and, 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 and positions and not doing simple things like returning a $2 billion uh, surplus back to the taxpayers um, and obviously damaging even our healthcare system. And so we need a new generation of leaders. Um, we need people that will stand up um, and that will fight for parents and fight for common sense in our politics, which is why I'm running for the state Senate. Now, some of the people involved with the Loudoun County or Loudoun Love Warriors, excuse me, the, the Facebook group were connected to, um, were at least connected to, I'll say at least connected to other, to, to officials um, in Virginia and in the local area, right? I mean, I, 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 I am not sure yet where the status of those connections are, but I did see reports that some of these people were actually working for or working with some um, elected officials and appointed officials in that area. Is that, was that uh, the case? Was that borne out? Oh yeah. I mean, the web of connections is alarming. I mean, you've got uh, campaign managers, you've got uh, campaign staff, you've got appointed officials to, for example, the County Health Commission that are part of the Loud Love Warriors. And so this really is, is, a, is, a, is an entrenched group of radical activists that um, don't want to play by the rules, uh, are, are trying to intimidate, again, parents and just regular citizens for standing up and wanting to have a voice. And, it, and it's unacceptable. And so uh, obviously, you know, I'm glad that that the media picked up on the story that they're reporting on the fact that this exists and and these threats and, and this violence is, is being talked about. Uh, but but we've got to change it because uh, it's it's getting to a very dangerous level here. Have there been any resignations since those connections were exposed? No, there, there have been no resignations. Some of, of the activists have actually started labeling their Twitter profiles as they're a proud member of the Loud and Love Warriors, which, um, you know, this is what this is what we're dealing with insanity. And um, and again, I, I, I think the voters are going to see through this uh, in in November. Um, but we obviously need to give voters a, a reason to show up and uh, and to try to transcend some of the ugliness and really focus on fixing real problems in our schools. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm just amazed that after what happened in 2021 in Virginia, that the that these people wouldn't have dialed it back a little bit, um, especially leading into another election cycle. And I, I think that it just shows that there just is no moderation with the radical progressive left, and they are still trying to wrest control of education and uh, and other people's children um, by any means necessary. And I mean, that's kind of what this Loudon Love Warrior group appears to, that's the, that's the philosophy that they apparently have adopted by any means necessary. Well, uh, Ed, it's not just these radical groups, and, and this is, I think, an even more alarming dynamic. Um, we also have state elected officials. Um, mm -hmm. So for example, in Richmond, um, the state Senate right now is controlled by Democrats. And there's a group of progressive Democrats 
um, in the state Senate that uh, don't want to fight for common sense. So, for example, um, there was a law that was passed in the House of Delegates that's controlled by Republicans in Virginia right now called Sage's Law, a very simple and incredibly common sense piece of legislation uh, essentially focused on requiring schools and administrators if they find out that a student is having challenges with suicidality, right? So they're having thoughts right. of suicide, uh, or if they're having emotional or psychological crises, they're questioning their gender, for example, um, that those pieces of information just immediately, or at least in a timely fashion, be communicated to their parents. Uh, and the Senate Democrats struck that bill down. Uh, and it's just so sad because um, the bill is named after the student named Sage, that was that had some of these challenges was was having questions about her gender. Um, the teachers knew about it, um, and she en ended up running away from home not once but twice, and was actually trafficked sexually not once but twice. Um, and so again, it, 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 a lot of the, the 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 common sense agenda that the governor, uh, you know, Republicans in the state Senate and the House of Demo and the in the House of Delegates were trying to push, just simple things, empowering parents. Uh, and making sure that we enact and, and have more safety for our children in, in our school system. Right, right. And and that's the reason why we need to start focusing on the Virginia elections now rather than you know a week before the election here. We need to make sure that we get the word out on this and we need to make sure that we meet the candidates. And I, I have to I have to thank you very much for your patience. We we leapt right to the headline part of this. But I really do want to allow people who are watching this to get to know who Juan Pablo Segura is. And so, Pablo, tell us a little bit about yourself um, and, and tell us a little bit about your backstory. Yeah, definitely. So I uh, actually born and raised in, in Virginia, uh, son of immigrants. So both my parents are from Argentina. Uh, I'm one of six kids. So a big Hispanic family. Uh, we, we love it. But uh, but yeah, I, I grew up in kind of the northern Virginia, Tyson's Corner area. Uh, Virginia is a, a beautiful state, a beautiful place to to live, work, and raise a family. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I, I never thought I'd be in politics. I'm not going to lie. Uh, over the last ten years, uh, I'm, uh, my background is I studied accounting. I was a CPA. Uh, I actually left my my job working for a big consultancy to start two businesses in the area. Um, one's a healthcare technology business named Baby Scripts that was just named one of the 150 most innovative healthcare technology companies in the world. Um, and I've also in, invested in, in local restaurants. Food's a, a big passion of mine. Um, I've got to be careful because it's one of those dangerous passions where, you know, you can gain a couple of LBs here and there. Um, you think? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you get too passionate about food. Uh, but but yeah, I, I mean, again, I, I never really thought I'd be in this position of running for office, but I just started seeing, like I mentioned earlier, this dangerous trend of ideologues and bureaucrats running and getting elected to state and local political levels uh, and really ruining our schools, ruining our economy, ruining a lot of these core infrastructure things that, that people rely on, like, like healthcare. Uh, and so I, I genuinely believe we need a new generation of politicians, entrepreneurs, business people that can bring people together, focus on real problems and and get things done. Um, and and the, the 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 both the sad but also really important thing um, that we can fix is that I don't think we need to to really reinvent the wheel when we're talking about fixing our politics. Um, a lot of the things we need to do are just common sense, like uh, like making sure our schools are accountable, transparent, and safe for our kids. I mean, we don't have to do that much more. 
but apparently there's a group of politicians that can't, simply can't get that done. Um, so that's why I'm running. Now, okay. So Pablo, I have to ask you about one thing of, uh, in your investments uh, because it's on your webpage. So I'm not pulling this. I'm not pulling this out of thin air. This is this is this is not a um, a, a a surprise bomb or anything like that. But you're the founder of District Donut, a local artisan donut company that that's began it, right there. Yeah. So look, I'm talking to you as a guy who discovered that you actually have a lifetime limit of donuts, and I hit it at about age 35. <laughs> So I can't try this out, but you're, you're going to have to tell, you're going to have to tell me, um, what is an artisan donut shop? I just find that really fascinating in the South Krispy Kreme is huge. And I mean, it's, it's kind of known for its factory approach and it's awesome. If you get those things right off the, oh yeah, they're delicious. They melt in your mouth. That's so good. It is so good. Um, but uh, what is an artisan donut shop and what inspired you to do that? Well, okay. This, uh, I didn't know the interview was going to go in this direction, Ed. Just briefly, just briefly. briefly. I just no, so, so I grew up, um, I, I mean, I think every other day, I, we, my friends and I would go to Dunkin' Donuts in, sure. in, in Virginia and in, in the area. So I, I just grew up eating donuts after church on Sundays with my buddies and I, I actually tried my first artisan donut in New York 10 years ago, and it was just, it blew my mind, um, like 10 million times better than Krispy Kreme and Dunkin' Donuts. And there was no artisan donut company in, in DC. And, and so I kind of combined the fact that I'm obsessed with donuts um, with a business opportunity. And we now have five stores in and around the, the DC area. So it's been a great business, really tough with COVID. COVID oh, yeah. really kind of knocked the restaurant industry uh, back years, um, but but still, I mean, it's it's a passion project for mine. Um, we employ you know dozens of people, and and food is really something that can bring everyone together, and it's been a lot of fun. And you know, sort of as a lead-in, I, I use this as sort of as a lead-in for the next paragraph on your bio because I also find this interesting. And you, you talk about the fact that well, you never thought of yourself as being as as you know having an ambition to get involved in electoral politics, but you've done public service um, recently. You were um, uh, part of the Virginia Innovation Partnership Authority Board of Directors, and it's an appointment from uh, Governor Youngkin, who we previously mentioned. Um, you've been working on behalf of getting. Um, you know, federal matching funds from from established programs uh, to uh, Virginia-based um, companies. I mean, that's something too that talks about uh, a little to your experience of understanding some of the how to navigate some of these things. So you're sort of already training yourself for this type of role, for a legislative type of role. Yeah. Well, so something that I've, and, and a lot of my time has, has been spent on my healthcare company called Baby Scripts. It's a program right. very focused on helping at-risk pregnant women um, essentially get better connected to their doctors so that if there is a problem, uh, they, the doctor can intervene a lot faster and there isn't a terrible complication that happens. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but the US actually has the worst maternal mortality rate in the entire developed world. We're somewhere close to South Sudan in maternal health outcomes, which is just so depressing and terrible. Yep. But, but yeah, so, you know, innovating in a very regulated and hard to change industry has been very difficult. I mean, and, and we've, we've obviously have done a lot of great work, Cigna, Innova, Philips, all these folks are investors in our company. So we've, we've had a lot of kind of great validation as we've grown the business. Um, 
but uh, you know, one of the things that I'm very passionate about, and uh, you know, I, I was very lucky to meet the now governor Glenn Youngkin. I got very involved with his campaign. Um, but the, I, I think we all have a vision for making Virginia the best place to start a company and to grow a company. And if you just look at the landscape of where the next set of transformative companies and really massive companies are going to come from, it's going to come from regulated industries. Um, so whether that's infrastructure, energy, healthcare, transportation, and I mean, the beauty of Virginia is Virginia literally is next to Washington, D.C., which is where all the regulation comes from and all the changes and all the programming in these very difficult to change but much needed industries really have to kind of partner with. And so so for, for us, I mean, one of the things I really hope to bring, if I have the honor of getting elected, um, is really a, a mindset of really focusing on job creation in some of these really tough but important industries that really need to be transformed. So... I, I I think that you're right about that. And as you know, as I learned when I was doing some research in Northern Virginia several years ago, that you know, the, there's a lot of reach from the federal government into that area, Loudoun County, Fairfax County, all those all those places in Northern Virginia. It's really transformed Northern Virginia, uh, in uh, with its reliance, you could say, on regulation and regulators, some of which some of whom are based there. Um, and so that's. A little tricky to navigate too. Um, now, with that said, you're, there's other issues that you're going to have to be dealing with. One of which, and I have to, I have to, I have to ask this on behalf of my my um, my podcast partner Cam Edwards from BearingArms.com, who's very focused on Second Amendment rights. Um, who would want to know where where you stand on the Second Amendment, Virginia being? A particularly interesting uh, environment when it comes to debating, you know, gun rights, gun safety, et cetera, public safety, I should say. Yeah, so, I, you know, and I've talked about this quite a bit. I'm a, I'm a big supporter of the Second Amendment. We have to be able to defend ourselves. A lot of people don't know this about Virginia. Um, Virginia actually has some of the toughest gun laws across the country. I believe we're 18th. Um, so, you know, I, I, I don't, support necessarily trying to trying to add more and more regulation and more and more laws uh you know that that restrict the second amendment uh, i think really what we got to focus on because a lot of people ask for you know gun reform and 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 there are these a lot of these groups that really focus on um obviously you know uh, like moms demanding for action for for uh, you know protections for children in schools at the end of the day a lot of where i think the conversation needs to go around safety um, is really making schools safe uh, and so, you know, a, a lot of what we've talked about in the district, in the area, uh, is actually making sure that schools are not soft targets. Um, right. And so, and so for me, uh, you know, again, we already have some of the toughest gun laws in Virginia. Um, what we have to do, uh, really, in the priority, if we want to, uh, you know, keep our kids safe, is making sure that schools aren't easy targets for some of these crazy people to go after. Um, and, and so that's kind of what, what I've been talking a lot about on the ground. Uh, okay. And I should also mention, by the way, we're going to mention it, uh, at least a couple of times here, the website for your campaign is seguraforva.com, S-E-G-U-R-A-F-O-R-V-A.com, seguraforva.com. And so you can find a lot of the issues here on the website. You can also find out a lot more about Pablo's um, 
background. There's also a great issues page here. There's in the news where you can find out even more about the Loudon Love Warriors and all sorts of other things that are going on in in VA uh, 31 and elsewhere in Virginia. Um, what's the status now? Are you running for you're running for the nomination, right? You haven't had the primary yet. No, I, I am the nominee. I am you the, are the nominee. Okay. nominee. Well, good. Uh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you don't have to interview. You don't have to interview a potential challenger too to make it fair. I am the nominee. All right, we're good well, there. I appreciate that, and you and you caught on right away because you know it's like I I don't take sides in in you know th those types of primaries because I don't live there. So I how how the heck would I know um, which person to endorse and which person not to endorse? Usually, it's the person who would show up on my show that I'd say, "Oh, go vote for this guy." I'm just kidding, but. Uh, Pablo's laughing here, but, uh, but it's, it's, it makes it easier if you're already the nominee. Do you know who your opponent is, um, in, um, in November? Yeah. So I, I don't know right now because the Democrats have a primary. Um, it's two pretty radical candidates. Uh, they've, they've both, both talked a lot about, you know, parental rights are, 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 you know, don't, aren't actually legitimate. Uh, a lot of them have, Called them parental rights or LGBTQ rights, which I, I think it doesn't make sense, right? Parental rights are God-given rights. Uh, they have nothing to do with a different social agenda. Uh, and so, for for me, a lot of uh, what I've been focusing on is is really um, making sure that our message gets to the voters. Um, uh, like I mentioned, right? We're we're doing very uh, we're we're very targeted on on focusing on the schools, making sure we have the best economy in Virginia. Um, and the best healthcare system. And, and a lot of what we're doing as we've gone out and, and introduced the message is we're actually doing a lot of very different things um, to, to really uh, force accountability um, through the campaign. So we're not, we're not even, you haven't even been elected, but for example, I sued the Loudoun County School Board um, to get access to that independent review. Uh, we talked a little bit about it. Yes, we did. Towards the beginning of the interview, there's this independent review that the school board is holding on to um, that was paid for by public funds. There was an intention to release that to the public. Uh, and somehow the Loudoun County School Board, there's actually uh, candidates that that ran in the last cycle that are on the school board today that actually ran on a promise. Uh, this, this candidate, Erica Ogadegbi, she ran on a promise to release the review and then turned face and didn't release the review. So there, there's something there, right? You, you wouldn't do right. that unless... They're, they're hiding something. And so I actually sued the school board on behalf of all parents in the district um, to make sure that we can get access to that report. And that's the type of thing that makes it's easier to do if you're actually elected to the legislature, because you can there, there, are, there are further steps you can take, especially if you've got a majority of a legislator, legislature, excuse me, because then that just as in Congress, it allows you to do a little bit more. It allows you to. Yep. Yep. To open these investigations, which is the reason why people, you know, should probably be voting. Well, not probably. You should vote for Segura. Now that I know that he's he's the actual nominee, you should vote for Pablo Segura. Juan Pablo. There Segura. we go. I, I appreciate that already. I'm getting some endorsements. I love it. I love it. But you should also be taking a look at the other Republicans um, who are going to be running in in November. And you you mentioned that Democrats have the majority in the upper chamber in um, in Virginia. I think Republicans have a majority in the lower chamber if i'm am i correct about that yeah so the house of delegates it's a small majority but we've got 52 seats and then yep. in the senate the democrats have 22 seats and the republicans 18 so there's 40 total seats uh, it's in, a little bit in the, thin but but i mean this yeah, is 
this is this can this can flip right i mean this is um every four years is for the senate every two years is for the um house of delegates am i correct about that too yeah and there was also redistricting um which actually opened up some some seats and so there's actually a, a very a viable path to 20 and we could even get to 21 seats uh in in this cycle and obviously just the the whole a group of Republicans were were super targeted and focused on on very basic issues, right? Uh, like I talked about the school system, parental rights, the economy, um, and and really important issues like those. Well, I think the economy is important, and I think you know good governance is important. But I think that parental rights and what's going on in schools is still got to be the driving force on this. And I think yep. the I think what the key is to this is getting that out for discussion, right? Doing, you know, doing grassroots types of things like doing podcasts with, with uh, conservative platforms. And I know that uh, Republicans in Virginia are going to be working on that in order to make sure that the enthusiasm uh, still rolls up the same way, hopefully that it did two years ago in the House of Delegates election. Um, now, the key is, is that the rest of us have to be listening to this, right? I mean, the rest of us have to be open to this. And are you surprised that this is blown? And I'm including myself and hot air as part of the issue here. Are you surprised that there hasn't been more traction in the national media and in conservative media about this, this really important election that's coming up in Virginia? So uh, I'm not necessarily surprised because it's still early, right? I mean, we're in May, this sure. is an off off year election, right? So not, I mean, I think there's only three states that are having l local and, and state elections. I think it's yeah, like- Yeah, you, New Jersey, uh, and what was New the other Jersey. one? I think it's Louisiana, New Jersey, Louisiana. And, and, uh, and us in Virginia. So number one, a lot, not a lot of people are even like attuned. They're thinking a lot about, you know, 2024 uh and 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 not a lot about 2023 and and we are still a little early in the process but once the democratic primary uh and other republican primaries happen on june 20th i think you're really going to start seeing a lot of activity uh and so that's what we're gearing up for well juan pablo segura for virginia 31 uh in the state senate race you're going to want to start paying attention to that i'm going to want to start paying attention to that and uh, the rest of us should start paying attention to that. If you want to pay more attention to it, go to seguraforva.com. That's S-E-G-U-R-A-F-O-R-V-A. Not the number four, but the letter, but the but the word for it. Seguraforva.com. Are you on Twitter and uh, Facebook as well? Sure am. So Juan Pablo for VA is my Twitter handle, and I'm on Facebook as well. Just Juan Pablo Segura for Virginia. Um, so yeah, and uh, yeah, it'd be great to to follow up with folks. Uh, you know, send us a message on on social. Uh, our website uh, has has a, a lot of information to the issues, my background, and uh, I, I think one thing that hopefully folks will see is there's a movement happening. And to your point, Ed, um, this movement is hyper focused on on just the sacred bond between parents and their children, yep. uh, and, and and making sure that you know we're not undermining parents. That's really what's on the ballot, uh, and so we're going to stay focused and and we're going to win this thing. So we're super excited. There you go. You know, you know what else is on the website? A donate button. So if you uh, feel like oh, yeah. oh yeah, please donate. I 
I, I'm still getting used to the 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 being the politician here. I I always at my end I need volunteers and I need financial resources. Uh, we're going to be the biggest investors in our campaign. You know, my business, our our our, our ability, but we need help. And so, uh, you know, we, we'd love to we'd love to get some donations um, to show that you know folks are with us all, along the fight. That's absolutely correct. That's how you can help Juan Pablo Segura. Seguraforva.com, the big red donate button in the upper right-hand corner is your first clue as to how to help the how to help the campaign out. Pablo, thank you so much for spending some time with me. I'm hoping that we get a chance to do a follow-up uh, when we get a little closer into the election. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Thanks a lot, Ed.